Ladies and gentlemen, the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Droid Entertainment. It is an independently produced show, and if you enjoy it, please subscribe. Feel free to write a review of the podcast on whatever platform you use to ingest podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Blueberry, Spotify, whatever it is. And if you've done all these things and you still want to help, then go ahead and just send me some nudes. All right? Send me money, send me nudes. Don't be a Jew, don't be a prude. Send me money, send me nudes. Don't be a Jew, don't be a prude. Yeah, I'm actually part Jewish. Now, enjoy today's episode. As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldrich Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast, episode 196. I said, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for leaving out the they's and them's. Welcome to the they's, them's. Welcome to everyone. Welcome to every living entity, um, whether it's here on Earth or, or elsewhere. I'm not a conspiracy theorist about life outside of here, uh, but I'm not. It's it's possible, but until I see evidence, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say uh, I'm not gonna go further than that. Is it probable? Potentially, I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, hi. If there are extraterrestrials listening to this um and hi to any anything and anybody well i'm not gonna say anything and anybody i i i don't greet um <laughs> i don't greet um creatures uh, uh predators you know i i do not greet predators whether they're sex predators or or any type of predators so i will avoid uh i will avoid that uh, but I also want to make sure that I don't leave out. So I said, ladies, gentlemen, they is thems. I also want to welcome those who have transitioned to another sex and then decided that it was a mistake and transitioned back. I don't want to leave them out. So those who went from he, she to they, them, and then back to he or she, right? Uh, so I want to make sure I include that group, those that um, are reformed transgender. <laughs> And I want to, I want to uh, also welcome the its and the creatures. That's a, the pronouns that I go by. I go it. I go by it slash creature. So I want to make sure that if there are any other uh, its slash creatures out there, that I give you and extend you a warm welcome as well. So um, wanted to just um, sh- shed shed some light, share some love, welcome to all. Again, uh, you know. Except for, you know, evildoers, right? So, um, you know, and, and, you know, nobody's perfect, but, uh, so I don't want to, you, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Like, I'm just, this is a loving place is what I'm trying to say, right? At Hogwarts, like, uh, Dumbledore once said, um, help, 
I think he amended his original statement at one point from help is there for anyone who wants it to anyone who deserves it. So that's kind of my philosophy. Um, as, as the real life Dumbledore. And the reason I say that is because, uh, I, I, I identify as Dumbledore. First of all, I identify as Albus Dumbledore. And you, when you rearrange the letters of Albus Percival, there's another middle name in there somewhere. If you Google it, uh, Dumbledore, Albus Percival, something Dumbledore, I think it's at least those three names. Uh, one of the Scrabble um, sentences that you can create is "I am Lord Dolce," D O L C E, which is like sweetness. And here's the irony: when you rearrange the letters of Michael Lee Oldroyd, you can find a Scrabble sentence: "I am Lord Dolce." So that's one of the reasons I identify as Dumbledore, uh, or as uh, I found out from a recent friend, he calls it Rumbledorf. <laughs> Because he's not a huge Harry Potter fan. So he's like, what, what was that thing that Rumbledorf said? <laughs> so anyway, uh, any any Harry Potter fans in the house, uh, if I dried up any p- panties by revealing that I am a... I do have uh, both of Albus's wands. I have uh, Albus Dumbledore's wand before he... Uh, Rumbledorf. I have, I have Rumbledorf's wand before he became a headmaster. And I have his wand after he became uh, headmaster, the elder one. That one was the first one that I acquired and it was actually a gift from a girl. It was from a, an old girlfriend. Uh, and it was a very sweet gift. She, she, um, she was, uh, her name was Amy and, uh, it was one of the sweetest gifts she's, uh, that I've ever gotten. Uh, uh, she also gave me a signed copy of the book, the alchemist, uh, which was a collector's item and uh, a signed copy from Paulo Cuello. Uh, and if you uh, rearrange the letters of Michael Oldroyd, one of the combinations you can get is LOL Alchemy. Not lying, by the way. Not lying about the fact that uh, Rumbledorf and I share what we share, which I mentioned. That was not a lie. And it's not a lie about uh, uh, LOL Alchemy. So... Um, Yes, and there's many words associated with comedy and love in my name. Holy Amor is in uh, Michael Lee Oldroyd, the, the Scrabble uh, letters, Holy Amor, which makes sense because uh, I was conceived in love. I am a Valentine's baby, and I don't want to be pretentious or cocky about being made in love. Um, uh, Michael means part of God, and uh, and God is love, and I was made... By love and through love. So, you know, I am part of God, by golly. I am Cupid's arrow. I am the real-life Cupid, and uh, a lot of people, when they hang out with me, uh, end up meeting their future spouse. So hang out with me, and uh, whether I intentionally shoot you with an arrow or not, you might just find your mate. And, uh, And that is... A wrap on the podcast. What if I just ended it there? That'd be ridiculous. A seven-minute, eight-minute podcast. That'd be a doozy, right? Anyway, welcome to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast once again. Uh, I think that that's a heaven of an intro. And I think that we can begin the first segment of what's going on in the world. But Oh my gosh, this is exciting. But I was wondering if you happen to know... 
What is going on in the world? What is going on in the world? What is going on in the world? What is going? What is going? What is going on in the world? Fuck! 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 So, um, what's going on in the world, you, 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 you freaking awesome creatures? Uh, well, uh, I don't know if you guys heard. I don't know if it's still going on or not. But a, a week or two ago, I heard that Tom Brady may be dating Kim Kardashian, getting getting some nice sloppy seconds of Pete Davidson. So, that's always good. Um, you know, I guess... Uh, <laughs> I guess that's... Uh, I don't know. Does that lower Tom Brady's stock or does it raise it? I don't know. I think it. I think it might lower it. But who am I to say that's disrespectful to say about Kim Kardashian? It's not that I don't like her. I. Um, it's not that I don't like Kim Kardashian. I. I don't dislike her. I. I. I'll be honest. I really. I don't know how I feel about her. It's not hate, and I'm sure if she heard that, she would interpret that as hate. So. Kim, if for some reason you ever listen to this, I'm not throwing shade on you. Um, loved the break the internet picture. I'm speaking directly to Kim now. Um, badonka donk uh, fire emoji. You know, badonka donk fire emoji. If I could uh, eat some of the food in your cupboard, I'd love that. I've seen uh, some show where you have uh, basically Costco uh, in your house. Uh, all, all of the food. In in any one Costco is the is the amount of food that Kim Kardashian has in her fridge, so that's something. What else could I say about Kim? Good. I like. I heard that she's giving back through the legal uh, path. I think she's become some sort of a lawyer or a litigator or uh, an attorney of some sort, and and, and is giving back. I heard. Uh, so that's cool. Um, what else? Uh, saw part of the uh, film with Ray J. Wasn't that impressed. Wasn't that impressed. Um, the idea of it was better than the reality, I will say. And that's not a knock on Kim. It was just, um, you know, just my interpretation. My interpretation. Wouldn't throw her out of bed for eating crackers, though. Would not do that. Would not do that. If for some reason, Kim, there comes a point where you are interested in me... Um, you know, I am, I am accepting resumes. I'm not, uh, closing any doors. I, you know, I'm not necessarily hiring, but I am allowing resumes to be submitted. Is that fair? I am allowing for resumes to be submitted. So anywho, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with Tom Brady and Kim Ye West. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah, um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Is Tom Brady still pursuing stand-up? I don't know if he, he wanted to be a comedian. I heard some rumblings about that, and that was quickly... I haven't seen much uh, I haven't seen much of an update from that thing. Uh, curious to know if good old Thomas Aquinas Brady is still pursuing the art of stand-up. If he wants to be a... LOL alchemist as well. Um, Tom Brady, 
open invite if you'd like to be on my podcast sometime. Also an open invite to toss the football if you'd like. Happy to get out on the field with you, toss the rock around a little bit. Um, you know, no no disrespect. If, if you want to date Kim, uh, hey, you, you, you have my blessing, you know? You have my blessing. <laughs> I don't know uh, why I felt compelled to say that, um, but I did. And you know what? It is now recorded in the ether, and uh, it is out there. It is out. Well, it hasn't actually been, you know, catapulted into the ether yet, because technically I haven't actually fired the podcast into the universe. But if you, if anyone, if you who is listening right now, hears my voice, whoever this is, aside from me, uh, then it means that it was catapulted in the ether. Isn't that trippy? Um, and technically you are part of me because we're all interconnected. We are all one. So I'm part of you and you are part of me, uh, humans, uh, people, life, life, we're all interconnected. I do believe that. Not to get too esoteric and crazy sounding. Um, but you know what? I am i don't live in fear. And I'm going to speak my mind by golly. And I'm thankful that we live in a free country where you can scream shit out. And, um, you know, whether regardless of how people interpret my, my blurts, um, I feel good about it. And I feel centered and I feel confident. Um It'd be interesting to know when you see homeless people in the subway screaming fragments of thoughts, you know, <laughs> I wonder how they feel. Do they feel centered at those times? Because I guess technically, isn't that what matters more than the interpreter, I suppose? I mean, you want to respect others too. Like, it's not just about what's in your head and how one feels, but, um, you know, you, you, you hear homeless people's just yelling random stuff that like capture your attention. Like half of it's like intriguing and the other half you're like, are you crazy? You know, I don't want to be judgmental here, but you know what, what just came out out of that guy's mouth? He, he, he mentioned something about God and you know, who knows, you know, and you're like, hmm, I'm intrigued, but I'm also, should I, should I give that outburst merit? You know, you just, you just don't know who knows. Right. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been in the subways of New York, but it's definitely, it's really something, I will say. Uh, it's it's really something, some of the things that come out of, some of the chaos that you hear <clears throat> in New York City. Um, I think I think you like can't think about it too much, you know what I mean? I think you have to kind of turn your brain off of the noise. I used to live in Times Square. You want to talk about lots of stimulus? Go back to the beginnings of my podcast if you want. When I used to record from my apartment um near Broadway uh, in New York City. You can probably hear the streets while I was there. All hours of the night, just anything you can imagine, the entire spectrum of what you think you could hear, and you probably heard it, you know, in in the streets of New York there outside my apartment. Your brain eventually just desensitizes. So, not sure where I'm going with this, but let's move on to the next bullet point of what's going on in the world. So Elon Musk has some new AI Twitter verified handle that he's promoting. I guess it's called at XAI, those three letters, XAI. Uh, he was talking about it on Twitter spaces the other day. It's, it's some AI thing that he's releasing and, uh, you know, uh, 
he had a, a Twitter Spaces. That's where you can do a live, basically like a live podcast or a live feed, if you will, that people can tune into live. You can ask, you can request to ask a question or be given the opportunity to speak, which I requested and I was denied. But I wanted to ask Elon firsthand if the previous CEO of Twitter did something to my account to prevent me from getting more followers because I've always felt like his name is Jack Dorsey, by the way, I've always felt like Jack Dorsey fucked with my account just because his ex-girlfriend was attracted to me. That's, that's my hypothesis. I I don't know that for sure if she was attracted to me, (laughs) but I do know her, uh, uh, from college. I'm not going to blast anyone's name out there. I feel like that'd be inappropriate. Uh, not that hard to find on Google, probably, but that's all I'll say about that out of out of respect. Uh, she might not have been attracted to me at all, either. Uh, I thought at one point she was a little bit, you know, in college. She went to Mizzou, that's all I'll say. But um, either way, I always had this weird feeling, like, for some reason, I never got traction on Twitter. And I always felt like, I was like, this fucking Jack Dorsey fucked with my account. I know it. I, I, he has to have. So I wanted to, that was the question I wanted to ask Elon if I got the floor, even though it has nothing to do with XAI. That's my question for Elon Musk on a, on do If I could ask Elon Musk any question in the universe, it wouldn't be about space exploration. It wouldn't be about anything. It would be like, hey, did Jack Dorsey fuck with my Twitter account? Is there something that prevents me from hitting the algorithm? Uh, and then secondary, if, if so, can you fix my account to make it normal? And then if, if we could take it one step further, how about you just fucking allow my account to hit the algorithm, please? Can you blast, can you ensure that all of my tweets hit the algorithm? Much appreciated. All right. Elon Musk said something in that I was listening to part of the meeting and I found one thing that he said, it made me LOL, made me LMAO, um, at one point, he's like, uh, this is my best impression of Elon Musk with no warm-up or practice. Uh, I, I do think that the Twitter, uh, the way that we're doing it is, is actually like a really good thing for society because it's an open, free speech. And uh, I think that's a good thing for people. Uh, it's actually very good for ego compression. Uh, you know, people, uh, there's plenty of negativity and negative opinions about Twitter and how I'm handling it, which is very good for ego compression that I have. And it was such a funny, because he's like so matter of fact. He's like very objective, and he's very objective when he speaks uh, and impartial usually. Uh, and it, you know, it, it, Twitter's uh, it's it's a very I, I think it's a very good thing that we allow people to to speak their truth and not mute them or try to alter their opinions because uh, you know it's actually very good for ego compression uh, for me specifically. <laughs> So I thought that was pretty funny because uh, it makes sense. And it was a humble statement. It's a humble statement. Um, but it also, yeah, it's reflected that he's, he's being reflexive there. He's, he's reflecting upon himself with a, a good mirror. And I can respect that. It takes, it takes courage to view yourself objectively, right? A lot of people want to um, uh, not look at their flaws but focus on their strengths, which is also a good thing. You don't want to. But it's also if you want to grow and become the best you can be, you got to look at game film, right? It's where you see yourself objectively from a third person perspective. And as they say, game film don't lie. So good for Elon Musk for looking himself in the mirror and realizing that there is negativity on Twitter. There's some positivity as well. Uh, but it made me, um, 
it, it added a few points in Elon in the Elon Musk's book in in my book at least. Uh, can you tell that I'm kind of sucking up to him just so he can uh, remove whatever the fuck Jack Dorsey did to my account? All right, let's see. I feel like there was something else I was going to say about Elon. Ellen. Ellen. How do you pronounce it? Elon Ellen? Ellen Musk? Um, Ellen DeGeneres? Twitter, Twitter is very good for the ego compression. So I, I think that there's a, a satisfactory uh, purpose for uh, open uh, free speech. It's, uh, it's great for... Ego compression. What a, what a funny way of saying keeps you humble. You know what I mean? That's what I'm going to start saying from now on. Hey, man, I appreciate you compressing my ego. That's what my, my, some of my friends do to me from time to time. Good friends will compress your ego when needed and also lift you up when needed, right? You, you never want to get too high or too low. And I think that's what a good friend does for you is if you start to get a little too cocky, they, they help you from... You know, as as Icarus once did, he flew too close to the sun. He got a little too cocky, and then his the, the glue on his wings melted, which is kind of an absurd. Um, it's an absurd analogy. Who who has glue on their wings, right? Who has wings, by the way, aside from animals that have wings? But like, what humans? Angels, maybe. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't think they have glued wings, right? Uh, talk about a makeshift job. Can you imagine if you met an angel and he had glued on wings? What, what kind of fucking dollar store wings are those? But, uh, you know, yeah, it's uh, great for ego compression. So, um, yeah, appreciate my friends who compress my ego. Uh, and also those friends that lift me up. Usually they're the same one in the same. If, if, if someone is only compressing your ego and never lifting you up when you need it, that's also a bad thing, right? If someone's only a hater, that's not good. And if they're only telling you what you want to hear all the time, uh, that's not good either because then it's like feeding the ego, right? It's got to be an accurate and objective and impartial, kind of like uh, you know the, the feedback that you get on Twitter. It's very uh, – there's plenty of negativity on Twitter. All right, I need to stop you on that. Uh, that's not even that good of an impression I can tell. I can tell – I'm being reflective upon myself right now. You know what I mean? The, the, I can tell by listening to myself that my impression of Elon Musk is great for ego compression. You know? <laughs> I'm compressing my own ego right now. All right. I'm fucking riffing too much. Um, I, it's, I guess I was hoping that the thought about Elon Musk that I wanted to share in addition to what I've already shared, I was hoping it would come back to me. But I guess it hasn't. Um, is there anything else about Elon Musk that I wanted to share? Uh, him and Mark Zuckerberg have not gotten in the octagon yet. TBD on that. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to move on from Elon Musk. Uh, Elon, Elon, I wonder what Elon's Musk is like. You know what I mean? Like what his smell is like. I wonder, I wonder if there are any women out there that would pay for a bottle of per a bottle of cologne called Elon's Musk. <laughs> hey, what are you wearing, bro? Oh, I'm wearing Elon's Musk. Elon Musk? No, Elon's Musk. There's a difference. It's it's actually Elon Musk's Musk, you know? Just to be clear for you. Uh anyway, Fort Myers, I was down there super random change here. I apologize for nothing. But I was down in Fort Myers today, uh, and I gotta say, it was my first time down there uh, since before the hurricane uh, last year. And and there's still 
debris and dilapidated buildings and random boats in trees. I couldn't believe it. There's fucking boats in trees still. I'm not bullshitting you. Uh, it was mind-blowing to see that there are still... It's been, what, nine months, almost a year now? We're getting into hurricane season again or rainy season. I, I don't you know, look forward to any uh, potential hurricanes this year. Let's, let's just hope that it's safe. I'm going to go ahead and knock on some wood there. Thank you for being there. My food tray table uh, made out of cheap Target wood. Appreciate you. Uh, is it Target? I don't know. Who gives a fuck? Uh, anyway, it was down in Fort Myers today, and it was disturbing to see, but it was also a reminder. It reminds you of, like, the Hurricane Katrina stuff. It's just another reminder to be thankful. Uh, I have a friend down there, and she was telling me what it was like during the hurricane and shortly after the next few weeks, and it just sounded terrible, you know? It just sounded really terrible, and... You know, there was people that lost lost their lives, lives even. Uh, we went out to the beach today in the part of the island that was kind of like blocked off because I guess the, the drawbridge was up and it could, anyway, just kind of like another eye-opening situation. Not that I'm ignorant. I mean, I, I knew it happened, but just kind of to see it firsthand, to see the impact the hurricane still has nine months later on that town on that area, it was, um, it was, it was something that'll, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's another humility. Uh, it's a reason to have humility and be thankful for what you have. And, uh, um, you know, thank goodness I wasn't in it because if I was in it and I had property there and I'm not trying to make it light of it, but it would be compressing one's ego. It would definitely be a humbling moment. Uh, I felt humbled even being as far north as I was. I was happy to be safe. I stayed with one of my buddies uh, and his girlfriend, and uh, and I was thankful for that. You know, north of Tampa, and uh, you know, not right next to the water because I lived. I was living right next to the water at the time. I also currently live right next to the water in a different part of Tampa now. Humble brag. All right. And I don't mean to fly too close to the sun like that. I will compress my own ego because it's important to stay neutral. Let's not get cocky. Let's moderate ourselves, Mike. Let's refer to me in the third person with multiple, for some reason I said, ourselves. Anyway, all right. Let's, uh, myself is, there's one, one me. You know, I'm not like that fucking James actor that, plays 40, 40 different personalities. I do have different elements of my personality, but there's one Michael Oldroyd, you know? All right. Uh, let me see here. Uh, technically, that's not true. There are different Michael Oldroyds around the world. I Googled me, and there are more than one Michael Oldroyds, but you know what I meant, right? There's only one of me, you know, even though we're all interconnected <laughs> and we're all one, but you know what I mean. All right. Um, let's do this, guys. Let's fornicate. No. All right. That's a silly crutch to lean on. Let's, Mike, how about we stop leaning on silly, random crutches that are used for shock value, right? Okay, I'll say to me, how about I just give you guys some rich content? Okay, I'm going to do that now. 
Here's a, an update going on. Uh, let's zoom out real quick, give you a quick bird's eye view of the world. Russia is apparently not letting Ukraine exports food right now. I think grain or something. Grain exports. Apparently it's has the potential to prevent a lot of poor countries from getting food, which um, it sounds like Putin is... His tactic of using his leverage is through negative, right? So it's uh, he's like a, a, a you know... Uh, when I talked about uh, earlier, when I talked about predators or like um, uh, when you, even in the animal kingdom, there's there's like you know there's the there's the animals that are known to be I don't know if predator is even the right word. They're the ones that the the caution signals. You know, how like rattlesnakes have like certain like shaped heads that shows that they're venomous. You know, there's certain like looks to, to venomous animals and like the ones that can inflict real harm uh you know many different animals of this nature i don't know if you guys <laughs> knew but you know even putin has a triangle head like no I'm, I'm kidding i don't know if he has actually a triangle head i was trying to make a joke about him looking like a snake or whatever but you know he he does have the same colors there are warning colors in the animal kingdom like animals uh even like uh I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, like wasps, you know, certain colors uh, trigger warning. Uh, they're they're warn. I think they're like reds or yellows or something like that. I forget what it is. Forgive me. I'm sorry that I I don't know off the top of my head. But you know, Putin. I'm surprised that Putin doesn't have that same color scheme on his body. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So that's what's happening um, with the Russia Ukraine thing. That's. That's all I know about that. So, uh, shit's still going on, but, you know, uh, is there anything new that I've heard? Uh, more officers or part of his kind of like general counsel or whatever you want to call it seem to be just disappearing or kind of re re resigning. So, not a lot of stability. Seems like there's some high turnover going on uh, with people around Putin right now. From From my understanding, I could be wrong. Anyway, what else? Fort Myers still disrupted. All right, talked about that. Great, good job, Mike. Way to circle back, and you know, try to create some entertainment out of nothing. Uh, there's more fires in Canada this week, apparently, which is terrible, uh, and it's causing more smoke. I guess. Um, I don't know if you remember a month or two back when it looked like it was straight out of the movie The Book of Eli in New York City. And that was because of the fires all the way up in Canada, which is mind-blowing because that seems far. I haven't looked on a map like how far it is by the crow. I've been talking a lot about birds lately and flight here in this podcast. Uh, I don't know how far it is with a straight line is what that is between New York and the fire origin of Canada. Maybe it's not that far. I don't know. I haven't looked on a map, you know. Maybe it's further in my head than it is in reality. And in reality, it's not that freaking far. I guess everything's relative. But, you know, somehow it was close enough to engulf New York City in what appeared to be a, a, a scary movie, which, you know, this too shall pass, which it did, by golly, thankfully. Uh, and, uh, you know, people people survived it. So uh, hopefully that, hopefully these fires stop. Fires aren't good, Right. Fires aren't good when it's burning things that shouldn't be burned, right? Whether it's houses or 
certain parts of the jungle, rainforest, we don't want stuff burned that, that's, um, you know, we want to, we, we don't want to, you know, it's, you don't want to have an uncontrolled fire. Let's put it that way. Right. What else? Uh, Fort Myers, uh, okay, Russia, cool, Canada. Heat waves still going on throughout the U.S. That sucks. Sucks to know that there's a freaking heat wave that's still transpiring. Never fun. Uh, it's that hot time, right? July, July, and maybe even August are the hottest parts of the year. So we're right here in the summer solstice. I don't even know what it's called. It's again, like I said before. Because of the 23.5 degree tilt of the Earth's axis, right now the equator uh, and the northern hemisphere are closest to uh, the sun, uh, and it's winter in the southern southern hemisphere. So Christmas time for uh, Australia, if you will. All right, a little bit of Christmas action for the great white sharks in Australia for the Aussies, huh? huh? A little bit of Aussie action. So, anywho, um, it's Jesus' half-birthday. Um, what, what day is it again? It's July 17th. It's 11.46 p.m. right now, Monday. So, it'll be Tuesday here soon, July 18th. But, yeah, so we're uh, eight days from Jesus's or half-birthday, at least when we recognize it. We don't, I don't know if anyone actually knows what day he was actually born in the current calendar year. But that's when we celebrated is uh, December 25th. It's when most of us celebrated, at least I assume. I don't know. Um, yeah, all right, cool. So um, is there anything else that I wanted to say about that? Yeah, I saw an article headline that said that the northern lights, this is the headline, northern lights unlikely to be seen across U.S. I saw that and my thought was, well, no shit, Sherlock. When the fuck have they been visible across the U.S., you, you dumbass? Like, what kind of stupid headline? Who approved that? Not only... I don't want to just know who wrote it. I want to know what boss said, yeah, put that out there. We, um... The, who, what boss thought, yeah, the, the, the public is dumb enough for that to be clickbait. That's... People are going to click on this dumb fucking thing. Like, uh... That's as dumb as saying Earth uh, on a Earth not um, flat on axis, which causes seasons. You know, like you fucking doofuses. Oh yeah, by the way, for the flat Earthers, how do you explain the four seasons if if the Earth is not round and on a tilt? <laughs> I'd love to hear the explanation from a flat Earther's perspective on why we have the four seasons. I'd love that. Let's let's get let's get a let's get somebody on the podcast who's a flat earther and please explain that. If any of you are flat earthers, DM me on Instagram. Also follow me, please. And let me know if you would like to uh tell us why there are four seasons and how that happens scientifically, please. I would love that. I'm not saying I'm going to actually have you on the podcast just cuz you reach out, but I will consider it. All right? Alright, uh, is there anything else? No, I feel like I covered some of the earthly geog... Not geography, is it? What's it? It's not... Is it geology? Geology? Um, alright. Anyway, uh, heat wave talked about it. Good, great, grand, wonderful, no yelling on the bus. 
Any other big worldly updates? I probably should have put this with the Putin thing, but U.S. invites Israeli Prime Minister to the U.S. for the first time since Biden's been in office. I think I, that's what I heard. Uh, I guess they've been apprehensive to invite the Israeli Prime Minister until now for whatever reason, maybe around policies that are transpiring over there that are you know, you don't want to get too close. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Fucking Google it, you cockmasters. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was very aggressive. And let me give you a nice little kiss right there on the forehead between where the nose creases, you know. Uh, I used to kiss my, 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 my pup Joey there all the time. It was my favorite place to kiss her. And I'm not trying to compare you to a, a canine, anybody. Uh, even though canines may be listening to this podcast right now. Because uh, it's possible. I don't think that any canines are intentionally logging in to listen to the Michael Oldroyd comedy podcast. But it's possible that dog owners are turning on uh, my podcast and listening to it. Not just in headphones, but through their speaker where they have a dog. And the dog has to listen to you. Some people out there might be forcing their dog to listen to my podcast. Um, and for, for that, I just want to say, hey man consent all right make sure the dog's down why don't you show some respect you freaking selfish no <laughs> um i also don't like to call dogs pets i like to call them friends all right i don't tell my dog what to do i don't say sit i don't make commands all right i, I say sit please I, I make requests you know <laughs> i am not the only time i make commands is in the bedroom when it's uh, what is it? Uh, not only consensual, but desired mutually, right? That's the only time I am a dictator, all right? I like you. I forget Borat's dictator voice, but uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Have you guys seen the dictator movie? Anyway, all right. Uh, more campfires. Talked about that. Prime Minister, great. All right. Let's talk about finance. I feel like this is where the cha-ching, cha-ching music comes in, but I'm too lazy to make a new uh, thing of music for you. I feel like uh, finance is a new kind of section that's evolving within the segment of what's going on in the world. It seems to be a, a hot topic that I circle back to each week. Let me take a quick sip of my water. A little bit thirsty. Hang on. Ah, Got to stay hydrated. All right. Excuse me. All right. Um, bank updates tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, is tomorrow Wednesday? Tomorrow's Tuesday. So either, there's some bank updates that are either tomorrow or Wednesday. I forget. A bunch of banks, um, JP Morgan, etc., are going to announce something, uh, which is big. I forget what it is. Sorry about that, but it's something. Cool. Good for you. You're welcome. Now you can Google it and be a little bit more informed. Uh, I at least pointed you in the right direction. Sorry I'm not a news station. Sorry I'm not sorry, but how about you? Show me some gratitude for what I just did for you right there, all right? I made you aware of the idea that the banks are going to announce something, okay? And that way, you can make your personal adjustments to your uh, financial, uh, you know, decision-making for the week, okay? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, bank updates. Okay, that was what I wanted to say about that. A little bit of exciting stuff. The stock market seemed to go up a little bit last week. A little bit of green action overall. 
Uh, crypto market had a spike suddenly, randomly last week, uh, and then it kind of leveled off a little bit. But it's not as low as it was before that jump. So hopefully there's, I think there's some, uh, some, something to do with uh, uh, a litigation thing that's going to determine and uh, th- that may affect the crypto market in some way, shape, or form. My buddy Trevor Glassman was telling me, who's also really into crypto, and I hope that he's not wrong because I don't want to misguide my viewers. And I apologize in advance if you make any investment decisions based on anything that I say. Please don't do that or hold me accountable. Make sure, make sure you do your own research and you know what the fuck you're doing before you make a thing. But even though you'll never know what the fuck you're really doing because nobody knows everything. And if they knew everything, then the stock market wouldn't be what it is. <gasps> oh. That That was my own version of kind of like uh, Ace Ventura's, uh, you know, but it was my own and I didn't even realize that it was similar in any way until after I did it. So you guys know what I'm talking about. You know, Ace is much, he's different. He's like, the impression on your shoe, this is for the life. So his is a little bit different. Mine was a little bit more monotone. I didn't make sure that I changed my voice much. You know, it's like this. Ace Ventura's like, it's a little bit more of, uh, you know, all right. Similar enough. Sorry about that if anyone feels that I'm in any way being too much of a copycat of my man, James Carey. Apologize. Sorry about that. All right. Taking a quick sip of water. All right. Let's move on. Let's give you guys some more substance. Let's give you guys some steak to chew on. All right? All right. I will. Um, there's a lot of $1 billion, $900 million what do they call it? Um, lottery, lottery on Wednesday. If I'm not mistaken, did I did I hear that right from my mom? She was the one who informed me. I might get a lotto ticket. Uh, if you stick around until the end of the podcast, I'll tell you what I'd do if I won. Uh, but uh, there's a lotto for nine billion, nine hundred million. Sorry, almost a billion dollars. And uh, you know, I shouldn't be announcing it because really that means more people will probably go buy a lotto ticket, which will cause inflation for my lotto ticket, which will decrease the chance potentially of getting a winning ticket. But hey, you know what? It's about love. It's about not only self-love, but love for others as well, Mike. And that's why I'm sharing because sharing is caring and we're all one by golly. So even though I'm talking to myself right now and only me technically, I'm also talking to everybody. I'm talking to everybody and nobody at the same time. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, there's, uh, what is it? It's um, an electron, uh, e- you know, in an atom, there's uh, electrons. And bec- the, ec- the electron can be anywhere in the electron cloud, which is why you assume that it's everywhere, right? It's the same with my podcast listeners. I can't see any of them right now. Or witness tangibly in this moment, listeners listening to my voice. But I know they exist um, in in the future for me, not in the future for you, because right now you're ingesting this live in your moment. But it was recorded in your past, which is my present, which is interesting. Does that is that a form of time travel? <laughs> no, that's a little far fetched of a statement. Uh, so I will not say that because that might sound a little crazy. All right. Uh, okay. Did I want to say anything else about the lotto ticket? Yeah. You know, go get one by golly. I don't know. I don't know how much they cost. I need to go get one. I already know what numbers I'm going to get, you know. 
All right. Uh, will there be a recession? I was listening to something today. Sounds like we've weathered some of this inflation stuff, uh, and it's possible that we've curbed it with these. When I say we, I'm talking about the federal government with their interest rate hikes over the last several months. Uh, some of this stuff may have quelled some of it or, or reduced the impact of a potential um, uh, recession. Uh, I think we've been in a minor recession for the last couple of years in a way, well, you know, a, a mini recession uh, since the pandemic hit. Uh, but, uh, you know, by, you know, being careful in not, you know, rocking the boat too much with the interest rate hikes, uh, hopefully we're preventing a, a larger recession from taking place. Uh, my instincts tell me it's not, this is based on no data, right? This is just based on instinct. So please don't just go gamble based on, oh, I heard Mike Oldroyd said his instincts say that the market's going to be fine. So let's just go buy right now. Let's buy based on the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Hi, um, your financial advisor. I'm Evan. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I was gonna say, can we just buy right now? Because my, 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 uh, there's a podcast I listen to, the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast, and he said everything's gonna be fine. So I'm just gonna buy, buy, buy right now. Actually, the financial advisor would love that. Probably, I agree with Michael Oldroyd. I don't know who he is, but I, I agree. Let's go ahead and buy, buy, buy. Okay, I'm gonna buy, buy, buy and get a nice. Nice cut of those investments. Thanks for coming to me, even though you could do it yourself if you know what you're doing. Don't you hate that? You gotta fucking pay for shit you don't know how to do. That's bullshit. Fucking, alright. That's just how the world works, right? We, so what we do is we, uh, we, we need each other, right? A bunch of specializations going on out there. We're a circle jerk economy. That's what we do is I scratch your back, you scratch mine. It's macroeconomics, right? We... You know, I pay for you to, I pay for you to, uh, you know, serve me coffee in the morning that I made from doing something else that you can't do. But really, it's all net neutral in the end. I'm helping you survive, and you're helping me survive. We're doing a mutual circle jerk in a metaphorical sense as a society. That's really what it is, if you think about it. We're all just circle jerking each other. Uh, that's how that's how an economy works, right? Cash flow. Leaving the bank account and coming in constantly. There's a constant, uh, you know, revenue minus expenses, right? That, that's transpiring. Uh, you're spending money and you're making money. Hopefully you're making it shit, you know. It's the circle jerk of uh, the more advanced form after the more evolved start, you know, starts with bar barter, which is what you, you it's a primitive, you know, form of kind of social social interaction, if you will. Uh, and then the, 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 the idea of putting attributing value to something that actually doesn't have financial value, like a, a dollar, right? Uh, a dollar is a piece of cloth, but we, um, we all buy into it. That's what gives it its value. In, in a way, it's kind of like faith. <laughs> not, to, not to get weird, you know, but, you know, because we all buy into the idea that money has value than 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 it does but if everyone suddenly didn't believe that money had value anymore well that's that's not a good place to be right there you know that's not a good place to be at all anyway all right um uh, 
hey, when we all believe that this fucking NFT uh, picture frame worth five dollars from you know I painted it at you know from some arts and crafts at Michael's, but it's an NFT now, and you know it, it it's worth X dollars now on because it's you know part of the cryptocurrency shit NFT. That's really what it is. It's it's putting value in something that has no value. That's that's what you're buying when you buy an, <laughs> an NFT. You're 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 choosing something that symbolizes value, right? It's not actually have value, but it, it symbolizes value. It's something that a group has has agreed upon that this has value. So this this uh, this canister that I'm that I'm drinking out of right now, it's a pogo. Who knows how much it cost? Twenty five bucks? I don't know. It was a gift. I got it for free, actually. But you know, I could sell this as an NFT, and then it would have a, a, a market, right? That would fluctuate up and down. Probably quickly go to like twenty five dollars or less. But you know, uh, anyway, the entire market, yeah, valuation of this. I don't know if I'm speaking in a way that makes sense, but I, for those that know a, a little bit about crypto, I think you know exactly what I'm saying. So. All right. Uh, hey, guys. Anything else about money before we move on? Um, yeah, the takeaway is that I, I think that I'm, I'm an optimist, and I don't think that we're going to have a big recession. I think that this can this kind of state we're in, this kind of medium tide, if you will, not completely low tide. It's not the Great Depression or anything. I think it'll maybe slowly – it'll either stay here for a while – and or it will it will go up higher in the future, I believe. I'm betting on it. I'm betting on the future of the American economy uh, and the world economy and, and the, the fact that humanity will always prevail. Uh, but will it skyrocket soon? I, I don't know. I, I just – I don't think it's just going to all go to zero. You know what I mean? So that's all I'm trying to say. I think that wraps up the money section, and I think that wraps up what's going on in the world. So let's move on and talk about what's going on in the comedy world, shall we? Excuse me, I don't mean to be rude and interrupt, but are you ready for the segment known as What is going on in the comedy world? Oh my gosh. Another beat? Yeah. Like, what is this? This is so exciting. <laughs> Oh, I don't even know what is happening in the comedy world, so please, entertain me, talk to me, tell me, what the fuck is going on in the comedy world? Talk to me, tell me, talk to me, Michael, entertain me, I'm listening, I'm ready for you to tell me, I want to learn, I want to know, I want to know now, tell me, Michael, tell me, talk dirty to me. Alright, we're going to talk about what's going on in the comedy world, and this is going to be a very quick segment today because I only have one update, and I'm ready to probably end the podcast here soon. So, <laughs> uh, There's an actor strike now in Hollywood, so I don't know. Last time we talked, and for a while now, there's been a writer's strike, and now there's an actor's strike. I think SAG or AFTRA or both, I don't know, or another union is now striking. I saw some Hollywood executive explaining the business side, saying this is not a good time to strike. Uh, I saw whether or not that's true, I don't know. All I know is this is good for me as someone who's not part of any actors union or being represented by like a big agency like CAA. As an independent artist, I can continue to do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, nobody owns me. 
Um, nobody owns equity in my brand except me. Uh, those gifts, uh, I consider my equity as the opportunity for me to gift that to people per my judgment as time goes on. So, um, is there something I have always felt that it is good to remain independent and it's the hard way to go and it's the slow grind and there's no secret to the success. It's literally hard work and smart work plus time. Uh, how long? I don't know. It's the the journey of not only 10 million miles, I'll call it the fucking 1 million mile journey This that I'm on with comedy. The slow, steady, uh, the tortoise, not the hare. I didn't go out to LA and sell out and just get on a reality TV show to have, you know, an instant thing of fame where I sign away my rights and allow a fucking show like The Bachelorette to do whatever they want and, you know, portray me and push me around and prod me for, you know, TV value regardless of how it affects my reputation. So as an independent artist, I don't have to worry about participating in the pressures of joining on the actor's strike or the writer's strike. I write my own shit. I act in my own shit. I collaborate with friends and or other artists. But none of this stuff is affecting how I operate specifically. Maybe there are actors out there that are like, fuck you, you're undercutting the market right now by saying this or even thinking it. How dare you? I don't know. But it's like, well, if you're thinking that, if whoever is thinking that, where were you before, you know, when when we could have been friends? You know what I mean? So, uh, I'm I'm doing it the hard way and I have been for a long time. When I moved to LA, I thought to myself, as long as I don't sell my soul out there, I'll have won. And I didn't sell my soul, so I won. I won during my time in LA, and I became funnier on top of that, which is even a bigger win. I became funnier and more established and made some connections and then continued that uh, all the way until now and through now. And I've also enjoyed life along the way, not just, you know, doing, hey, you sit down now, you know, you your turn to do this, you do this, you know. Hey, we own you, so you do this now. Uh, I'm not saying that everyone has sold their soul, by the way. That's a relative term. What does that even mean? Uh, I think each person defines what that is for themselves, really. Uh, I think. I don't know, you know? But, um, yeah. So, there's a, there's a writer's and actor's strike now. The writer's strike hasn't finished. The actor's strike continues. I feel like, I guess what I was trying to say, in addition to what I've already said, this whole thing is deeper than meets the eye. I left Los Angeles a long time ago for underlying problems that I felt existed in the business of of entertainment in, 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 uh, and, uh, and Hollywood as a whole. Uh, not saying that the entire business is corrupt and wrong. I think it, it faces... Th- probably the same challenges as any business when it comes to the issue of, you know, morality and people sometimes getting taken advantage of and some, some people trying to practice ethically. Uh, you know, there are people out there that are good. There are, you know, I'm not saying every business out there is corrupt and, and, and just ass fucking people, but it, it does happen a lot metaphorically and maybe even in reality too. Uh, you know, speaking of, you know, people like Harvey Weinstein, right? 
So, um, I, I sensed that I, I didn't like the ego circle jerk that I witnessed taking place in, in, in LA and some people in New York as well, but it was a lot of what can you do for me type people that I would meet in LA. Every person you meet out there is when you get to know somebody there, they ask the, these questions, these tester questions to kind of see who you know and if you can help them. And if they, if they realize that you don't know anyone that can help them in any way, uh, within that quick, brief conversation that you have, then they're, they're not going to invest further and they're, they're kind of like evaluate you like a stock and then drop you once they realize you might not be able to help them. So those aren't the people that you want to do business with. Are they? I don't know. Not, not me. Uh, I don't want to, you know, you know, reveal that I can help somebody, uh, too quickly when they're snaking, snaking me or trying to, you know what I mean? Like, you want to reward good behavior. Secretly surprise people that you can help them if they have, um, you know, shown that they're not just fucking superficial surface, you know, whatevers, right? Um, if they're not the gold digging type for as a metaphor, right? So anyway, that's my thought on LA. I'm not saying that the actors or the writers are evil. That's not... That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the business as a whole... I'm glad that I'm doing my own thing. I'm glad that I'm an independent artist that can say what I want, that can do what I want, that I can speak my truth. I have a platform. You guys are listening. I appreciate it very much. It's... You know... I'm speaking directly to the people without interference. You know? I don't have donors that are pushing agenda. You know? I don't have... You know, I'm an independent artist. I'm a self-funded artist. And I've been fortunate enough to do well enough in, you know, throughout my life to be able to to do this, you know. And, um, and that's that. So that's what's going on in the comedy world right now. We'll see if or when more shit gets made, right? But I think there's a lot of stuff on hold right now. I'm sure that production is on hold for a lot of shit, so you're probably seeing a lot of reruns. I haven't even been watching TV, but I'm imagining there's a lot of reruns taking place. Not a lot of new episodes or new content being filmed at the moment, I would assume. Uh, tune in next week when I talk, when I uh, get get back to what that, uh, what did I say that one time? Tune in next week when I talk about what, the, when I talk about What the fuck I know. Oh, tune in next week when I talk about... Fuck, why can't I think of the words to finish the thought there? Tune in next week when I'm talking about knowing what the fuck I'm talking about. Alright, I guess that's it. Whatever, you get it. Alright, so let's, let's finish that segment and now let's talk about what's going on in my comedy world. Hello? Are we doing this again? I thought you just talked about what's going on in the comedy world. My comedy world. Sorry, I didn't know that what's going on in your comedy world is, like, more important. It's not. Oh, it's not? Oh, that's why you put a third? Okay, I apologize. Bukaki? Well, let's listen. Let's listen to what's going on in Michael's comedy world, you freaking narcissist. 
Okay. What is going on in Michael's comedy world? Michael's comedy world. Michael's comedy world. Well, by golly, my comedy world. Isn't that fun? All right. I got a couple shows coming up this weekend. Um, Thursday night, we're projected to have... uh, Trivia night at the Hotel Tampa Riverwalk starting at 7 p.m. That's downtown Tampa here, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right there. Uh, right there on the water, uh, the Riverwalk. I'll be riffing into the ether doing trivia. Anyone's welcome to come. It's at their outdoor pool slash bar where they serve food and beverages. They serve food and beverages, and it's a fun place. It's a fun time, and uh, as long as it's not scorching hot or raining... We should be fine, you know? As long as there's not lightning striking me down while I'm speaking into the microphone with one foot in the pool just to, you know, flirt with danger. Uh, While there's lightning, the damper lightning, not just playing, but actually transpiring. That's what I do. I like to entertain people, so I put my foot in the water when there's lightning just to see what happens and to make people excited and to want to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do that, actually. I don't, I don't dip my foot in a pool for laughs when there's lightning. You guys ever seen that movie Powder where that guy was like, I, I forget, it was like a, what's, what type of movie would that be considered? It's like a... It's not a scary film, but it's like a... It's not a thriller, but it's like a... I don't know the word for it, but powder. Check it out. The dude was struck by lightning at the end. He he was like unique. Scientific phenomenon, you know? Speaking of phenomenon, you you guys seen the movie Phenomenon with John Travolta? Speaking of John Travolta, have you seen the movie Michael with John Travolta where he plays the archangel? (laughs) What a flick. You know, freaking John Travolta trying to play the Archangel Michael. I mean, what what's the deal there? What a phenomenon, you know? What does he think? He's the guy from Powder? No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I don't know the connection there. It's more so just a callback effort that didn't really land, I'll be honest, because I don't really get the connection I just tried making there between Powder and and the character Michael from, from the movie Michael. Anyway, all right. Uh, oh, golly. All right. Uh, there's an actor's strike. Talked about that in the previous section. Let's stay on this section, Mike. What else? Comedy shows. Talked about Thursday, Friday. I've got a sh- No, I don't. Saturday, I have a show. I'm doing a comedy competition through Side Splitters. Uh, uh, go to Side Splitters' website. You can buy tickets. I think you can just get a discount if you type in Michael as the promo code. Uh, apologies if I got that wrong. You can double check by DMing me on my Instagram. It's at the droid, T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D. Double check, see if it happens. If it, if, if when you type in the promo code, Michael, if it doesn't work, then DM me. All right. Uh, it should be $7, uh, after the promo code, uh, to get a ticket to see me this weekend at side splitters Saturday, uh, I forget the location. It'll say it on the website. I need to look up where I'm performing. Is it at Side Splitters or is it in Clearwater at the theater? I'm not sure. Either way, do some fucking research, will you? Sorry, I'm, I'm playing with this Pogo bottle here where I'm drinking water out of it and it's making noise. All right. Um, Sunday, the Sabbath for some. Uh, Saturday is the Sabbath for, for some as well. 
Sunday, uh, I am performing at Sunshine City Comedy Club, 7 p.m. That's exciting, right? If you want to see me do some comedy, I will be uh, some stand-up specifically. You can come see me Friday at my competition or Sunday. Sorry, Saturday at my competition or Sunday. Friday, I'm off as of now. Thursday trivia night. Those are the shows coming up this week. Uh, so far, sometimes I, I throw in a pop-up randomly, unexpectedly. So, you know, you can always check my Instagram stories for day of pop-up shit, you know. But those are the bookings I have for this week. Uh, and I'd love to interact with you. Uh, so come on out and buy some of my merch. <laughs> come on out. I, I do sell merch too, but you don't have to buy it. You can buy it if you want to. All right. Uh, I sell bracelets that say anybody horny uh, it says that in pink and it's a black bracelet looks like a really nice apparatus that would be sold at spencer's gifts i'm gonna see if i can sell them on amazon here soon enough i just don't want to deal with all the i, I need to hire someone to, to do the the shipping and all that too much energy right at the moment so anyway uh any other comedy I really want to put a video out there. I need to, I need to say what I do because if I say the idea, someone else is going to do it before I do it and then it will look like I stole their idea. I'm time stamping this idea. It's not that revolutionary. It's just something I want to make sure I put out there. It's me playing house music and using one of my Harry Potter wands to act like it's an orchestra thing where the guy is like, you know, like, like the conductor of an orchestra or whatever. So I'd like to do that acting like it's classical music with my conductor wand or Harry Potter wand that looks like a conductor and then have it be to like a sick house music beat or like dub tech. You know what I mean? I think that'd be pretty cool, pretty fun, pretty maybe even humorous, uh, ideally humorous really, but cool too, cool. You know, if it's not funny but it's cool, then at least it's cool, right? Anyway, uh, anything else about comedy? Yeah, I... You know, continue to put more content out there. I've recycled a couple recent reels, which, you know, for the people that have only recently been following me, wanted to make sure you, I treated you to some stuff that you wouldn't see because, you know, you most likely didn't scroll backwards on my Instagram 1,400 um, previous posts. So I want to reward the new people with some good stuff from the past. Past, present, and future, right? The circle, the circle of life. Am I starting to sound like Kevin Nealon's character uh, in Happy Gilmore? Speaking of that, one of my family members met Adam Sandler today. He's the first person in my family that I'm aware of uh, who has met Adam Sandler. And I'm jealous. But, you know, jealousy is not good. So I'm not jealous. I, But it is cool that he met him in New York, New York City. Uh, I don't know which part of New York, but he, uh, he said that he's a fan of... You know, and Sandler said thanks. I think they fist pounded too. Uh, sounded like uh, my cousin thought uh, he was pretty chill. You know, so that's always good to hear good things about the Sandman that's going on. Uh, is there anything else that I wanted to say in my comedy world before we move on? Yeah, uh, I was talking to my ex girlfriend Jessica recently, and she had a great idea for an unboxing video. I told her that there are now fleshlights where it's an entire ass, right? With both a vagina and butthole. Sorry if this this just got graphic and I apologize. This is why I you know, rate this podcast explicit. 
so that people know what they're getting into from time to time. I'm not always this explicit, but there is a fleshlight. You know, it's a, it's basically a pocket. You know, vagina. It's like it's a masturbation apparatus, right? It's a apparatus, a mass masparatus, uh, and it's for some reason masparatus made me think of gasparilla masp asp gasparilla masparatus <laughs> anyway she thought that uh for prime day right prime day was last week uh and uh i don't know if you guys got anything for prime day but she's like did you get that ass uh for for prime day i was like no she's like you should get one and do an unboxing of it no pun intended right uh, i thought that was pretty funny i think uh she, I think that would be a fun unboxing. So I didn't do it, but I did get some stuff for Prime Day, including some really cool spectacle polarized lens covers for my prescription glasses, which I'm jazzed about for the times when I'm too lazy to put in my contacts, but I still want to go outside. You know, I've got my glasses on, it's too bright, and I'm like, oh, fuck, you know? I got these cool polarized lens covers that just clip on to my glasses, and now I'm unstoppable, you know? <laughs> the things we get excited about when we get older, my fucking polarized lens clips, okay? They give me a boner. I need that more than this ass fleshlight. So, yeah, I bought a few things on uh, Prime Day. I'll talk about that uh, here next, actually, because I'm going to talk about what's going on in my world. So, let's go ahead and move on to the final section, okay? Cool. Your world? Oh, what are you talking about? That's like so weird and I don't know why my accent is changing over time. Who am I? Oh, this is... No, what type of instrument is that? Bukaki! That's fun. You're fun. We're fun. Michael, let's hear about you. Oh my gosh, how do you do? I am so excited to be here with you. Let us do this one last segment all for you. Alrighty, so final section of the podcast. Thank you guys for making it all the way to the end. How awesome, huh? Yeah, talked about uh, Prime Day and getting some uh, some things. What else did I buy? I bought a parachute for my training, you know, speed training, you know, those parachute that follows you. I tried it out on Saturday. I can tell that it... Uh, Gave me a little bit of resistance as I was trying to run, and I liked that. I also live streamed my workout uh, on Instagram Live, so you never know when I'm just gonna give you a nice treat like that. You know, let you see uh, inside of how the sausage gets made. And by sausage, I'm talking about the sausages on the back of my legs, my hamstrings, right? One of them, training update, speaking of, is a little. The left high hamstring is still giving me a little bit of a nagging thing. Uh, my IT bands are better, better. I'm a little, um, you know, watching this high hamstring feels like I can't tell if it's a, it's it's it, I can't tell if it's overtrained or if it's like a, a pinched nerve, but it has that feel to it to where I can't fully like explode, like give it the full explosive like flex that is needed in that posterior chain when you're when you're like either bounding or like t running as fast as you can so i'm continuing to unfortunately have to monitor and baby that a little bit 
but I'm training around it and I'm staying in great shape. Uh, my right Achilles, I've invested now in a foot, a foot, not a massage thing, but like a little bucket that you put your feet in specifically. You fill it up with ice and water and it goes above where my Achilles is sore. So I have invested in an apparatus that is going to continue to allow me to baby my Achilles and the rest of my feet, which is good because feet are, feet are important. And I have flat feet. So I've had orthotics over the years. I've been fortunate enough to get the blessing of having orthotics to assist me in my training. Uh, University of Missouri hooked me up. I uh, appreciate that from the track and field team. Uh, I've had different orthotics over the years. Uh, anyway, whatever. So uh, that's kind of the update on my training. Uh, and uh, here's here's a random thing. The sun is good for you if you don't overdo it. And I have a solid tan, I have to say. And I say that not to brag or fly too close to the sun. I am trying to be objective right now. Uh, but I say it because I feel like it's, it's healthy for me to have a little bit of vitamin D and some color. I've been trying to make sure I don't, that I put on enough sunscreen. I know this. You guys are like, Do I, why the fuck is Mike talking about the fact that he puts on sunscreen? Because it's about me, okay? This section is about me. And I want to brag for two seconds about the fact that I'm remembering to put on sunscreen and the fact that I cover my face, all right? I'm trying to prevent wrinkles. I wear polarized lenses to respect my eyes. And I recently finished an entire thing of floss, okay? I have flossed enough to finish an entire thing of floss, and I'm proud of myself. So those are some updates on my personal life. I, I finished a thing of floss, <laughs> And I'm excited about it. Um, I continue to have good dental hygiene. It all starts there. I don't know if you guys knew that. Figured I'd throw that out there in case you didn't. I think my dentists would be excited uh, to know that I have been flossing. Uh, what else? Um, is there anything that I wanted to say about the training? Is there anything else I bought for my training? Not that I can think of. I continue to get those prepared meals, which is helping me. Uh, most of my alcohol has been, uh, cut out, but I haven't completely cut it out. You know, I'll, you know, I have a couple beers on like a Saturday after the week's training, Sunday's recovery day for muscles and all that stuff. You know, I'll go out and have a little bit of fun here and there, you know, nothing too crazy, but you know, you got to stay balanced a little bit, right? Am I right? I don't know. You know, I, I feel like, you know, as I'm nursing this hamstring, I'm not going to go crazy and, you know, not have any fun it's like there's only so much i can do with a leg that's temporarily kind of we're, we're seeing where it goes you know we're seeing where it goes do i you know there's a part of me that's like you know do i just kind of give up and wave the white flag you know because i'm 36 years old and my body's just not fully recovering the way i need it and want it to or do i burn that fucking white flag i told somebody that the other day i was like i see that white flag it's trying to call my name and i'm there's part of me that's like, you know, do I accept, do I think to myself, you know, is is this, let me try to remain impartial and objective for a second and, you know, and make sure that I, you know, as a, the, the, these injuries are, you know, they're, they're great for ego compression. You know, I am human and, uh, you know, the injuries are reminders like the negative followers on Twitter for me, you know, 
And uh, do I do I go ahead and you know say oh, white flag? This is the objectively correct decision, or do I burn the fucking flag and light it on fire and say fuck you, like you know like Leonardo DiCaprio and the Wolf of Wall Street when he's like I'm not fucking leaving. And he gets up to to announce that he's leaving, and then he's like you know what I'm not fucking leaving. So obviously I'm not leaving if I'm investing in you know more tools and resources to assist me in my training so uh, that's where I am with it uh, that's the tra- update on my training so let's move on uh, I wanted to make a, an update about a story I told you guys last week so the girl who I kind of told you I when she when she said the thing when she, I, I want to okay how do I say this if you didn't listen so it makes sense right I don't want to confuse people that didn't hear it there was a girl who was very rude to me on the Bumble app, and I told a story about how I fired back and you know eviscerated her with my words. I want to make one thing clear. I don't always do that. In fact, I rarely do. Uh, I want to make it clear that the reason I retaliated verbally and eviscerated her and impaled her with my words uh, was because she was disrespectful and very rude. Uh... I want to make it clear that women have every right to reject me uh, and, and, and don't deserve retaliation or rude retorts for saying they're not interested. So I want to make that clear that I, that I accept uh, respectfully when a woman, uh, you know, rejects me, which happens. You know, I'm, it does happen, believe it or not. I, I'm, right now I'm not flying too close to the sun. You guys know I, I am human. I get rejected a, a plenty. You know, I also shoot a lot of shots. So, you know, the numbers aren't too bad when you're just looking at, you know, uh, touchdowns and by touchdown, I'm not talking about getting late. I'm just talking about, you know, positive, positive, um, you know, when you, when you're interacting with someone, uh, that you're attracted to or vice versa, it's about, it's like an analogy of ping pong, right? Are they hitting the ball back to you? Right? So when I say I get a lot of touchdowns, I just mean we're, we're hitting the ball back and forth, right? That could mean a lot of stuff. It could, all, it could be something as simple as a flirtation, you know, a mutual flirtation, a little bit of fun, a little bit of excitement, you know. So um, just wanted to make it clear that I – the reason that I retaliated the way I did in, in the – with the intensity that I did is because I felt what she said was out, outstandingly rude and disrespectful. And there is a point of, you know, there's a, there's a, a level of self-respect. There's different ways of handling that, of course. Some people would just, you know, maybe let it go and say that's the high road. Uh, but for me, I felt it was necessary to put her in her place. And uh, maybe I did her a favor. I hope I hope I did. I, I hope I did her a favor of, of helping her not fly too close to the sun. You know what I mean? That's what we're. That's what we're here. We're helper. We're here to help each other not fly too close to the sun. So, anyway, wanted to just say that out loud. Love you guys. Kiss on the forehead, and uh, let's move on. Uh, I think it's fun to share both this success sometimes, as well as the humility, the failures. Right? I saw a girl on TikTok once bragging about how much money she made, and she's like, "It's easy. Anyone can do it. You guys should do it." And she's got all these followers. And I was like, "Listen, miss." Congratulations on your success. I DM'd her on TikTok. I, I rarely do this, but I said, I just want to make it, I want to stress the importance of not just sharing your successes, but your failures as well. Because if you're only sharing your success, it can be misleading 
to the people that may look up to you or follow you. And that can be putting people in a dangerous uh, financial position uh, because they're only seeing the, the, the positive side of what you're doing. You can't do that and not share the, the negative side. It's deceptive and it can, it can actually harm people that are counting on you, you know, and, you know, some would argue that's not her responsibility. It's for each individual to learn their own lessons. They shouldn't be following stock advice from a TikTok girl. But either way, I felt compelled to say that because even though she's not a financial advisor, or maybe she is now, I don't know. I don't even know her handle. We haven't talked in a while. Uh, she had a respectful response back to me. I think she said she does share some uh, failures. Uh, either way, I think it's important to share both the success and the failure. If you only show the shiny shit, then you're a cocky asshole because nobody only has the shiny shit. right? So if I sit here and talk about every time I get a touchdown with the ladies, which again could mean a lot of different stuff, I think that that would be douchey, first of all. It would be very Shooter McGavin-y. So you can make it funny. You can make it cocky. Cocky can be funny. I do I do dabble in cocky humor at times. But I also dabble in self-deprecation at times, too. I hit that throttle, that full-spectrum gradient, right? So when I talk about, you know, a girl, like that girl last week, for example, uh, not only was it rejection, it was like flat-out just like mean, mean rejection on her behalf, disrespectful uh so uh, sharing those types of things uh, shows the spectrum. Talking about, you know, making fun of myself, I guess, for uh, – what's another example of humility? I'm sorry. I can't think of anything <laughs> where I've not been successful. No, I've got, I've got plenty of stories. Um, yeah, I had a dream. Here's, here's, here's humility, right? Uh, I had a dream about uh, some uh, woman from my past – and uh, it was like a, an affair to remember. It reminded me of the movie An Affair to Remember. You know, this woman in my past in my dream, somehow feelings came back to me. And, you know, it was like, oh, you know, we lost all this time because I realized in my dream that she was crippled all these years and I never knew it. It was like the movie An Affair to Remember, you know, and she's not crippled in real life. Thank God, you know. Uh, but I remember in my dream being very sad, finding out that she was in a... a uh, a, a, a terrible state like that and it hurt me more to know that she was in a sad state than it than it than it did to feel the rejection by her right because when you love it's uh you true if you truly want what's best for someone and you want them to be happy that's the ultimate form of love right uh, where you're, where you and your ego are removed from it, right? Uh, where you're not flying too close to the sun, you know. In fact, you, some would say perhaps that you're flying very low and humble to the. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's like an example of humility, you know, admitting not only rejection but the rejection that hurts the most, right? But and yet still realizing that you that you can be affected. That it hurts you more. The reje- the rejection hurts less than seeing that person that you care about in a, in, a, in an unfortunate state, right? So that's humility there. And now I can share something cocky. <laughs> I have I have surpassed the satisfaction. The satis- I have completed uh, 
uh, the satisfactory checkbox for humility there, self-assessed. And now I may uh, share something cocky. Um, there was once a gal who, uh, told me, uh, that she would be very grateful for the opportunity to suck my cock. So <laughs> I thought that that was a, a very fun description. Uh, and, uh, it was funny and hot at the same time, uh, as if I'm like a, you know, a hiring manager and, you know, the opportunity, <laughs> I would be very grateful to, for the opportunity to suck your cock, Mike. So that was, that was very fun. That was a fun one. That was, that's a little bit cocky to share, no pun intended, but I have made sure that I injected myself with humility so that even though by flying up, I was not... I was far enough away from the sun to stabilize. Uh, you know, it's good to it's good to you know share the throttle, right? It's it's good to say I've been rejected by many, and I also have had a monopoly on some hot chicks. You know, <laughs> you know, be real, uh, be real, uh, you know, real humble, and then a fucking chauvinistic asshole. All right. Uh, you know, Mike, you really got a spectrum there with the ladies, you know? So you, I don't know if you guys remember... <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember uh, an episode where we were talking about how I love women. And I was talking about how I was writing a movie script at the time where I was coming up with, like, a, a superhero, like, a, a version of myself and, like, a, a name for a superhero. <laughs> One of my friends said, Womanizer Man, as a suggest." As a suggestion, which is ridiculous. I would never want to be known as a womanizer. This is what I am. I'm going to put it out into the ether, and I think there's plenty of women that could back this this claim up. I am an open, I am an openly honest, player is not the right word because player seems deceitful. I'm an openly honest bachelor living my best life who is not monogamous. And I will be monogamous when I settle down, unless the woman is a bisexual and wants to have an open relationship. But when I commit, I commit. And I think women who have been with me know that, and they also appreciate that when I'm not committed, they also appreciate my honesty in knowing that I'm, you know, that I'm not committed at that time. And, you know, it, it empowers a woman to give her the choice of saying yes or no to reality, right? Uh, deceiving women and telling them what you think they want to hear in order to have sex because guys are wired to want to, you know, blast our DNA everywhere. Uh, being deceitful to me is morally wrong. And it's disrespectful to a woman to do that and then to either ghost her afterwards once you've gotten what you wanted or to whatever that is, that's fucking bullshit. It's, it's wrong. I, I absolutely stand against that firmly. And by firmly, I mean firmly and I'm not even going to make a joke about it. I was going to for a second, but there's no joke to be made because it's a serious thing. I... I empower women by giving them the opportunity 
you know, if there's going to be a hookup, for example, to, to, to say yes or no, like, sorry, I'm looking for a relationship. I, I don't do hookups, right? They, I empower them in the decision-making there. I, I try to seduce them if I want to, but respectfully and openly and honestly, right? So I think that's the way to be. Uh, you know, maybe time will tell if there's a better approach than that. Uh, maybe there is. I don't know. I'm always. I want to be open-minded. I don't want. I don't want to fly too close to the sun, like Icarus, uh, and you know, assume that my philosophy is the best. I'm always open to. Nobody's perfect, so I'm. I'm absolutely. If that can be refined further, I want to grow. Uh, but I will say, I think that you know, if 20 years down the line someone hears this and we have a more advanced strategy that we've evolved into as a society. It would not be fair at that time to cancel me for trying to be the best that I can be right now. Human beings should be allowed to learn from their mistakes and grow. I mean, there's certain things that are unforgivable, except by God. You know, I'll give you an example. Harvey Weinstein, what he was doing, that's not that's not cool at all, right? Bill Cosby, there's no there's no excuse, there's no, you know, those the things that those two were doing not fucking any like there's no that's not okay in it you know what i'm saying is not even close to that what i'm saying is i'm i'm doing my best in what i think is right uh with my endeavors and i'm being honest with you guys right now i'm telling the world the same thing that i tell women uh when i'm single and i'm trying to have a good time you know uh and again you know if that strategy is not the best. I'm open to growing as a person and becoming better. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of that, you know, an hour and 37 minutes. We really, we really covered some ground. Am I right? Let me just take a quick sip of this water. Uh, did I have any other random dreams that were entertaining? I, I dreamed recently that I was Nicolas Cage in a nail-biting type movie script movie where I was playing myself or him. Him, I was playing him as himself, but it was also real life. So it was like meta. It was kind of like uh, you know that movie, the massive weight of being an un the unbearable weight of being a massive talent, similar to that. Except I was Nicolas Cage playing himself in a movie. So, but it was real life. <laughs> it just doesn't even make sense actually now. It made sense in my dream. Doesn't make sense as I'm saying it out loud now. Dreams, huh? What the fuck is that mental dump that just <laughs> happens, right? It's just a mental fucking shit is what dreams are at times. The whole uh, an affair to remember thing. You know, uh, thank goodness, you know, it's not real, right? Wouldn't I, I, that affair to remember analogy that I made that dream that I had, I woke up crying, um, which means I, 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 I have, I have a, a big heart. I, my, the, my thoracic cavity is the size of my heart. You know, somebody once told me, Mike, you, you know what? When you peel back all the layers of shit. It, the, the, the the center of you, the core of you, is is absolute gold. It was like the most 
It was like the biggest backhanded compliment I've ever heard in my life. When you, when you remove all those layers of shit, Mike, the, 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 the absolute core of you is just gold. <laughs> well, thanks. Appreciate that, you know? Appreciate, uh, you know, you calling uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of me just shit. Thank you so much, you know? Thank you. That's very nice of you. So yeah, that's uh, that's a humble thing to to say too, right? To to share that that someone told me that that's 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 intriguing. Yeah, it's, it's the same person who inspired me to make that character that you've seen in all those Midwest sketch bandits sketches. Hey Dom, this is uh, go ahead and keep paying me the money if you can, please. You guys have seen that, right? You've seen uh, the Midwest sketch bandits and that character. Hey. You're, Hey, congratulations! I got an audition for you. Listen, hey, how, how about you pay me some money? You know, you guys, you guys. If you've seen it, you know it. If you haven't, I apologize for confusing you. But check out the Midwest Sketch Bandits uh, short film sketches. We've been in at least one film festival, and uh, and we've had a lot of fun with it. So uh, Dom Leonelli, uh, yeah, and myself are like the two. The two staples, kind of like the Ma, the Tom, Mark, and Travis show. By the way, Blink-182 was in... T- I talked about Blink-182 in my last podcast, not even knowing the next night... This was last week. that The next la- night they were in town for a concert. And even better, Tom, Mark, and Travis were are all back together. Which is really fucking awesome. So maybe someday... Ben Mead, Michael Oldroyd, and Dom Leonelli will do something again. But until then... Hope everyone's kicking ass, and it seems like they are. So I'm happy for them. God bless you guys. You know, kick ass, keep doing it. Right. Glad to see all the good stuff. So, uh, is there anything else that I wanted to talk about aside from the girl who said she would be grateful for the opportunity to suck my? Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um. Yeah, I think there's a gradient to my humility versus cockiness level with women and with with all things, right? I am only, I, tr- I I I only want to be a Gaston when it arouses a woman, right? So I have a joke about how most women love a, a Sith Lord in the sack, you know. <laughs> there's women out there that like to be choked, right? Not all, uh, but you know that that Sith Lord, you know, like the Darth Vader chokehold. They want that, you know, turns them on to have that bad boy. Sith Lord, bad boy, dominant, you know, uh, alpha, whatever. Not all women like it, but, you know, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that Gaston character, the villain, for the sake of role play, let's put it that way, there are some that like that. Not all. I don't have to keep saying that. But there can be a fun play that transpires in the bedroom, right? Girls like a, a nice guy in the streets or a and a freak in the sheets, uh, or, uh, you know, a nice guy in the, in the streets, but a a bad boy in the bedroom. So these are all analogies. Uh, you know, I have a, I have a, a lightsaber and my lightsaber for those of you who are star Wars fans is a green saber, but it flickers red every once in a while. And that flicker is for the bedroom. All right. So, uh, that might have aroused several women that are listening to this podcast right now. Um, so, you know, that's just kind of the way nature is. 
And um, hopefully my mom's not listening. Don't want her to hear stuff like this. Uh, but I will say I do have a gradient and I am a humble guy. Uh, we all have elements maybe of different characters in these Disney movies. I, again, I only want to be a Gaston as a reference to Beauty and the Beast. He's the, the cocky fucking piece of shit for lack of a better word that is mean to Belle's dad, which never do that. That's never okay. So there are limits. There are true, true limits to this Gaston part of me uh, that I, I, I would never want to be like him in every way. Uh, t- you know, uh, only when it's funny am I like I, I only want to be like Gaston when it's funny, like as a character or like kind of like humorously, like a Shooter McGavin type. I only want to do it when it's funny, like a Rob Riggle, you know, in Step Brothers and the actual Step Brothers that's a complete dickhead, fucking funniest dude in the movie. Uh, the villains can be very funny. So I only want to be a villain when it's funny and when it arouses a woman. Does that make sense? Like in the bedroom. So, um, the humility gradient on the other hand, I've talked a little bit. You you guys know that I've had my heart broken. I'm like Hitch, you know, he's this fucking guru at being able to open, but he still has a a heart there. He, He was... His heart was fucking just ripped out of his chest when he was in college. If you remember the movie Hitch, by a girl that he that he really cared about, and, and it wrecked him, and it and it scared him to you know open himself to to loving again. Now I'm not saying I'm scared of loving again. I I am not a fucking pussy. All right, uh, but. Yes, I've been harmed is what I'm trying to say, as, as most of us have. I think it's a passage to adulthood. So, yes, I've been in love. Yes, I've been hurt. I've been hurt very bad twice, but it also turned me into Clark Kent in some ways. Or Superman, I should say. Clark Kent's kind of the weak alter ego of Superman or whatever. He, he's, he's, he's dimming his strengths to, to blend into society. Uh, but there is definitely elements of different parts... To, in my personality of the beast as well, which, uh, I don't want to be like the beast in the beginning of the movie. Cause he was kind of like a Gaston, but that fairy godmother or whatever she was, who disguised herself as a, as a homeless, uh, unattractive woman, for lack of a better word, that asked for shelter for the night. She came to his door and he turned her away, even though he could help her. And I think that there's a good lesson there. And, and instead of like, you know, she didn't, she gave him a chance, essentially. It was a punishment, but it was also maybe a penance. Is that what the word for it would be? Where, you know, the whole love thing took place with the rose, you know, like if he fell in love or whatever. I forget the exact spell that it was, but he was a beast until he, either the thing ran out and then, then he would be a beast forever or... Uh, he had the opportunity and, and it was love that saved him, of course. Right. So in some ways I'm like the beast, but I also want to be most like as a person, I want to be most like, and I, you know, he who thinketh in his heart, so is he, right? It's a proverb. Uh, and I most like what I identify as, right? <laughs> I identify most with the beast when he finally 
the last rose petal, you know, whatever, and he and he did the unselfish thing and and became a real person again and a changed person. And I, you know, that's that's the person that you want to be as a good, you know. I've talked about it before, right? We talked about wanting to be a good person. So, um, I don't want to be self righteous. I just want to be a good person. I want to do good, even if it's in the shadows, right? And I know saying that out loud to you guys already maybe seems like I'm virtue signaling. Uh, what matters is what I do more so than what I say, and that's true for us, right? Um, so. It's more important to, to be good than to create the perception of doing good. In fact, the per- if you're just creating the perception of doing good, then that's 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 a, that's a little bit ridiculous. You know, let's fucking smack you across the face for that one. Uh, <laughs> not in a BDSM way, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So, uh, is there more to say about this? Um, Is there more to say, guys? Is there more to fucking say? Yeah, there, part of you can maybe see some of the... Hum- when I talk about the gradient of humility, the cockiness with women, I mean, you can maybe see some of my humility when I talked about in my episode with Jessica that when we started dating, I wanted her to be in a good place no matter what happened, whether our relationship worked out whether it didn't work out, either way, I wanted her to, I wanted both of us, self-respect too, right? Self-love too. It's not just only the love for others and it shouldn't be about only the love for yourself. It should be about both. And in my opinion, not to be preaching, but that's my thought. And, uh, and she is doing great and we remain friends to this day and I'm very glad. And even the exes that I don't have, even the ghost of girlfriends past that I don't interact with. I, I want them all to be thriving in life. I do not wish ill will, honestly, on anyone. I do not wish ill will. I do wish for change in behavior for those who have, like, screwed me over, whether it's in, you know, relations. Like, for example, that chick, right, that, that I talked about last week where I, I, I shot back at her. I don't wish for ill will, but I do hope and pray that she doesn't, continue acting that pretentious and like self her head was in the cloud uh, you know she was flying too close to the sun you don't talk to people the way she she did so um you know i just i don't hope for negative things i just hope she's changes her ways for the better you know for for others and for herself you know you're, not, you're just not going to get far in life by by treating people that way and thinking that you're you're better than people you know so Anyway, was there anything else I wanted to say? Um, Yeah, so the cocky to humility scale doesn't just apply to women. I think it's important to remain centered as an athlete, as a comedian, as a finance person, as a person, right? Um you know, you, you, you don't want to, you don't want to fly too close to the sun in any of those ways. You know, these pain points on my Achilles, those are humbling, you know, Achilles and hamstring. Those are, those are humbling. I mean, I was humbled when my fucking career ended. So I don't think I need too much humbling, uh, from the athletic standpoint. I would say that humbled me greatly. Not that I was extremely cocky by any means, but, um, yeah, 
so it's important to remain humble. I also didn't believe in God until later in life, and I don't, you know, and not to get too deep, but uh, it was actually when I fell in love, truly fell in love, that I that I began to believe in God. Right? I saw a woman that I realized something cannot be that beautiful externally and internally, both in one person, without help from like a divine source, because it was too beautiful. Right for one to, it was imp- I I I felt that it was impossible for something to be that beautiful by happenstance, uh, and and no one themselves could do that. Right, like no one could make themselves that beautiful internally and externally, if that makes sense. So it was when I fell in love that I began to believe in God, actually, which I've told people that before, and some really want to cry when they hear that, you know? So, uh, is there anything else that I wanted to say about that? No, I think I covered it. Um, next time I have a funny story to share with you guys, but I think we're getting close to the end. Oh, and, and I, for those that are listening, I am over when I talk about being in love, I am over it. Uh, you know, for any, for any girls or women that are listening out there and they're like, is he still hung? Is he, is he, you can, you can have let go and moved on with your life, but the, the, your heart, you know, and the feelings that you have and the care for, for people, that doesn't just like dissipate. It doesn't mean that you, you know, the, the letting go part has transpired and now I'm swimming in the ocean of it all, right? Uh, meaning that. Uh, I've already let go and I'm swimming. You can still, when a, when a, when a fish shits in the ocean, it dissipates, but it doesn't leave the ocean. And I'm also still in the ocean. Does that make sense? So the vastness, uh, there's let go. I'm not chasing. I'm not, you know, sitting around, you know, checking in, you know, and things like that. Uh, the, 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 the currents of life are, blowing me in different directions with me having let go and I'm enjoying, I'm living my best life and I am able and willing to find love again. And I'm not seeking it at the moment because I'm having such a great time as a fucking bachelor. Uh, usually, usually I am not every day. I mean, I would like to have three different women show up at my doorstep that are supermodels every day during breakfast, lunch, and dinner-ish times, um, uh, that you know want to want to have intercourse, you know, that are that are like absolutely stunning and gorgeous. Uh, I was talking to somebody about that recently, and there, you know, I think the conclusion we draw was how long could I do that and be completely happy? <laughs> I think I can do it for a long time, you know, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, you know. Maybe after two weeks, I'd be like, okay, I need a fucking break. I don't know, you know, but, uh, as of right now, I would like that, you know, I'd like to be a little bit further in my comedy career. I'd like to have this football health, you know, like my body to heal so that I can, you know, see if I can actually like make a comeback. So comedy, football, uh, through those, obviously more money would be made, which is cool, whatever. 
so that I can not only continue sustainability for myself, but also in, in the spirit of giving, which I'm going to talk about here soon. Uh, and then third, for third or fourth, whatever number it is, I'd like to have a revolving door, three new women a day until I settle down or maybe just settle down with a woman doesn't mind that door continuing to revolve with others, right? Cause we have a, a deep emotional connection where it, you know, she can detach from the, I talked about a bisexual woman with <laughs> willing to be in an open relationship. Not, it doesn't have, I'm not saying I'm not putting firm stops on this where I require that of my future wife. I'm maybe I wouldn't actually be happy with that in the end. Maybe I wouldn't want to share her, right? Cause it goes two ways. If it's going to be open, it can't just be me having my cake and eating it and her, you know, not having the opportunity to do the same, or maybe she doesn't want to do the same. I don't know. You know, the sky's the limit guys. I don't fucking know, you know, but I am blasting diarrhea into the ether. Uh, and, and it's fun. So hopefully you're enjoying it. Uh, is there more that I wanted to talk about regarding this? Yes, I wanted to say that with the lotto, it talked about giving a moment ago. I alluded to, I wanted to talk about this before I forget. I thought, so $900 million, if I win the lotto, I thought today, this is a loose plan, not to say it can't be modified, but I I decided I'm going to split it up into fifths, right? So like one-fifth of the money, the first thing I would do is I would set aside one-fifth of the money after tax, whatever that is. And that would be assigned to giving, right? This is assigned for charitable contributions based on my discretion at any random points in time. I wouldn't write the entire thing as a check to one organization, but I would have that like a a bank account or maybe a savings account accruing interest on it that is specifically all for giving, right? The second fifth would be for family and friends. And that would also be forgiving, right? So it would be, you know, for my my parents, my friends, you know, those rewarding those who have made a positive impact in my life from a monetary sense. Now, keep in mind, I wouldn't tell anyone that I won the lotto and I wouldn't want anyone to know. I would never want anyone to know I had money. I, I, if I won the lotto... You guys wouldn't fucking know, most likely, unless I just couldn't hold in the secret. I don't know. I would be doing most of the same things. I'd continue to do my podcast. I'm doing what I love by doing this, right? Doing comedy. I don't do comedy to be rich and famous. I spent a bunch of money so I could do comedy, right? It's the other way around. Uh, It's because I love it. I love creating joy and laughter and enriching, creating value. And, you know, this is my voice. This is me. So... Uh, those would be the first two fifths of the money that I would spend. And I would have such a blast surprising the fuck out of people with gifts. And it wouldn't just be gaudy, like Lamborghinis. It would, I would have one-on-one conversations with people and they wouldn't even know where it was going. And I'd say in a perfect world, you know, what would you, what would make your life better? As if I'm just talking to a friend, cause that's what I would be doing. And you know, if I, I want to wipe away financial problems from people that I love and care about, you know, if, if they're like, hey, you know, the stupid student loans are still bogging me down. Just, okay. Okay. Done. Right. That's done. Taking care of your good on that. 
their house payments. You know, I might be losing my house. I'm just having a hard time making payments. I don't know what I'm going to do. Boom, done. Problem fixed. Boom, what else? Any health issues? Do you, do you need surgeries for something? Or are you, is there any nagging pains? Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like stuff, whatever money can fix. It can't fix everything. It, it is not the solution for everything in life. It's not automatically the solution for happiness. But I would buy the things that I could do to help those that I love and those that deserve good that I can. I still couldn't, you know, change the entire world. It's not enough money to change the entire world. But I would certainly make a bigger dent, I think, than I am now financially speaking. Right? I'm not a secretly a billionaire, just so you guys know. I'm not, you know, I'm not a billionaire, but I have enough to be very thankful for. Uh, which, you know, that who knows what that means, right? I know what it means. I'm just thankful. I'm, I have great gratitude. Um, and it would just be fun to, it would be fun to surprise people with cool shit, you know? Um, buying a ton of meals and spending an afternoon just giving them away to, to random homeless people that want it, you know? Um, in making sure that someone who doesn't have the opportunity to get health care, you know, is given, you know, fine. Just getting to know people. Like, I would still drive for Uber on the side, honestly. And I would get to know people, and like I do now, and sometimes people share things, that, you know, they have aspirations for things. And I just be like, done. You know, you, you need money to go to school? Well, I'm not just going to give you cash, but I will put money into, um, I will buy the tuition thing directly, you know, so that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll fuck it. You want to go to vet school? You can't afford it. That's what, what's holding you back. Boom. Done. Right. So those are two fifths of how I'd spend my money. A fifth of it, um, would be invested. Another fifth would be set aside for the trust of my future family so it would be like in trusts for future children and fam, like uh, for my future family, like my future kids and stuff, which I plan to have. Uh, and I'll have a, a, a rainy day in case I get a gal pregnant. You know what I mean? So I'll have a little bit <laughs> set aside for two to five random pregnancies. Now that's silly. Uh, and then one fifth, I would I would spend. I don't know if I'd spend it all, but I would at least have a fifth to splurge on stuff that I would enjoy, you know, and I would try not to spend too much money just on selfish pleasure. Let me give you an example. I wouldn't want to abuse the gift by just flying hot chicks out to see me from like all over the world. Just like, I wouldn't want to, I think it would be disrespectful to God, I guess you could say maybe to constantly fly Instagram models out to see me and forget about the other stuff. Like, would I do it? I mean, I'm human. I, I would offer that, you know, to <laughs> which, while I'm single. Fuck yeah, I would. I would offer that to 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 an to, to you know. I don't know how many, but you know, I'd I'd I'd, I'd offer to to fly some, you know some Instagram models out to see me, you know, but, um, you know, it's, uh, 
it's not the only thing I do and I wouldn't want to get too caught up in it. Uh, and I, there's a fine line. I wouldn't buy prostitutes because that's that goes against my own personal moral fabric. I, I don't monetize sex. I don't sell it or buy it. Um, but I would, you know, I would... I would fly some gals out to see me. There's a difference. There, you know, it's there is a difference between that. I mean, it's it's a little ridiculous. Some might say, but you know, gotta gotta you know, gotta gotta have some fun in life. Though. I mean, I've had a lot of fun, obviously, but um, uh, you know, go on some vacations with people I care about. You know, which you know, I've done a lot of that, which is great experience. I've gotten to experience a lot of that stuff. Uh, you know, I'd probably be out on the water more, you know, a little more boat action here and there, uh, a couple more trips and that's, yeah, that's how I'd spend it, you know, um, probably upgrade my whip. I would continue to drive my Prius in certain situations, uh, to remain humble, but I would have, oh, this is what else I'd spend on myself. This is going to sound ridiculous. I would buy an like a souped up fucking boss status Batmobile type whip, so not just like a Lamborghini, but like a Lamborghini with like capabilities to do some cool ass, like a customized Lambo Bruce Wayne style, right? It's not gonna look like the Batmobile because that'd just be weird, right? To actually like get a, a replica of the Batmobile. I'm not trying to carbon copy. Uh, it's a concept that I would take though. So I would, I would buy vigilante. I would buy a suit. I would buy a Kevlar entire head to toe suit, meaning that it, it can uh, deflect bullets. And I would be a part time vigilante and I would have uh, a suit that protects me from, from bullets, you know, and, 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 and knives and stuff like that. So, Oh, and I forgot. I would have a. My, I would get in a state like near the water, probably, you know, get a couple places. One of them, the main estate would be like near Big Sur, California, or something like that, where it's like by the water, kind of like in the. You remember the movie The Goonies when the pirate ship comes out of the like cave area and you see it sail away? Like, I would buy a. Uh, an estate near the cliffs of the water there. And I would have a pirate ship. I would have a black pearl docked in the caves. That's only accessed by through the water and like secret Bruce Wayne status cave under, under estate type shit. I would have guest houses there at the estate for friends and family that could, that could always have a place to stay if or when needed. I'd have people, you know, I'd treat my, my version of Alfred really well. Um, whoever that, whoever embodied that role, even if it was a friend already, like someone who's already a friend, you know, maybe they, they want to quit their job and they just need to be supported full time for the rest of their lives. And, you know, they, you know, I'd, I'd give them the opportunity to be my Alfred, you know, or I might just fund somebody's living expenses or I'd fund their dreams. I'd help, you know, like like Van Gogh's brother helping Van Gogh as an artist, right? Um, so, or or multiple versions or multiple people that I'm doing that for. Uh, so those are some of my things that I would do if I was uh, close to a 900 millionaire, right? Close to a billionaire. 
those are the things that I would do, you know, and part of the money and the giving back that first pot of money that I mentioned as far as used for a variety of things, animals that need better veterinary, you know, um, veterinary resources and love where there isn't money, you know, children's hospitals, uh, you know, elephant sanctuaries in Africa, you know, I'd probably go immediately spend some time out in Africa and just hang out with some elephants. Sorry that I keep doing this with this thing, but that's, those are some things that I do guys. So, um, wow, this podcast really went on. Wow. That's crazy. All right. Let me see if there's anything else that I wanted to talk about that was important to talk about on this podcast that I haven't talked about yet. Um, You know what? This this podcast has lasted a while. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna call it, guys. How about a quick prayer? Yeah, is that too self righteous or is that? Do a quick prayer, dear God. God is love to me. I, you know, I don't have to clarify that every time I say it, but for the listeners, I at least want to say, dear love, right? Um, you know, whether love is like an avatar, that, that tree of life where you, the avatars plug in and maybe that's God or love or, and that's how it's embodied. Some people believe it's, you know, a being or a, a, like, you know, God created, you know, man in his image. So like a, a figure or a, an actual like deity in, in, in what looks like a human body, right? You know, the father and the son. So... Regardless of what it is, I'm not going to claim to know. I think that would be self-righteous and cocky. I don't know, you know, but either way, I do believe that God is love and, you know, that's, um, that's a part of who I am. So I pray to that. I pray to love. All right. Now that we have that established quick, quick one here. Uh, I just want to pray for my listeners. Um, right. And I'm, I'm one of my listeners, by the way. So I'm also praying for me, uh, uh, and I enjoy my podcast. Anyway, uh, I want to pray for my listeners. Um, you know, and some, some listeners, you know, maybe they've only tuned in once. It's okay. I'm not only praying for, I always pray, I pray for everyone, of course, but I also, today's, today's prayer is for the listeners. So thank you guys for, I want to thank my listeners, God, for, 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 for taking the time to listen to me and to, 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 you know, to, to allow my artistic, excretions for lack of a better word be a part of their life um i appreciate them for um for tuning in to my to my uh expressions uh of myself of my life how i see things um i i, I hope lord that, that this podcast is a positive in the lives of listeners even if it's just because they 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 get a little joy and they think I'm silly. Maybe they don't understand everything I'm saying, or maybe they understand most of it or some of it, or they disagree with some things or we have different, you know, perspectives on things, whatever it is. I, I just hope that there's, po- that the net is positive and it's as positive as possible, but more importantly about me and how my podcast affects them. I pray for them as a whole, that you bless them. Uh, it has nothing to do with me, but that you bless them and that you, Give them all the things to nourish them uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, um, 
and you and you just you know the, when I believe that if someone is blessed, you know, you, you can't do better than that. Like no one can be better. Like no one can have a better situation in in my thought than being blessed because that's the top. And I want them to have the top, Lord, um, and 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 to share. Uh, I feel blessed myself. I feel that I have the top. I have. I feel that you've gifted me with with the greatest gift of all, uh, and that you've put me in in the highest echelon that I can be in. And I pray. Um, I pray. For, for, for my listeners to have the highest echelon. I, I want them to... I pray for their happiness, their health, prosperity, their, the, the meaning that they have in their lives, um, that you that you continue to nourish them with that and, 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 and fill them with, with that good uh, and, and the you know, people around them to, to, to you know, continue to, to, to add different types of value in their lives. So I just want to pray for them. You know, I just want to... I pray that you bless them bless them infinitely. I, I request humbly and, um, and I also, you know, obviously pray for the, the random people that I've talked about in my episode, like the girl last week that was rude to me. I, I pray for her, uh, that, uh, hopefully my, my words weren't too hard on her. You know, I don't want to just crushed her. I just, I hope that my words just got her to think for a minute and maybe stepped off her high horse and got her a little bit, you know, from, from flying into the sun, basically with, with her, with her, the way that I perceived seemed self-righteous. I hope that, and if, if not, if my words had no effect on her, I, I pray that you, you help her Lord to, to, um, you know, to, to, to just be a little bit more humble and to treat people with a little bit more respect. Um, And, uh, I pray that whoever wins the lotto, uh, here in a couple days, uh, you know, that whoever that is, um, does good with, with that, right? Because, uh, money is a form of power, I suppose, but it's not the end all be all by any means. It, it, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, you are the end all be all love is the end all be all. Um, but I pray that you bless that person so that they can not only be, um, enjoying the money themselves, but that that you, 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 you help them help others with it. You guide them and, and you know, all these, all these little gaps in the world that need love and support. I pray that you, uh, you work through us, um, to, uh, to make those things happen. Allow us. You know, if we have to be the change that we want to see in the world, then so be it. And, and let us do that. May that be done, you know. Um, yeah. So, is there anyone else that I am forgetting? That's 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 it for right now. Uh, I think, um, yeah. Uh, and last thing, if I don't win the lotto, God, then all the people that have done good for me, in my life, God, I, I pray that you, if I don't have the capability physically or with my resources to give all the gifts back, I pray that you reward them 
somehow, if I can't, for for the good they've done to me and for me. Um, and 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 that the that the job gets done right that that they're rewarded for good not just with me but you know for, for the good they do you know good good should be rewarded i believe and and um and i pray that it is so uh, that's what i'll say uh for now um amen uh amen and um yeah I, thanks guys thanks for tuning in you're now blessed <laughs> So, yeah, have a good week, and uh, until next time, ladies and gents. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny?